0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna White and I am so glad to be with you today. This is Keeping It Real on Purpose. This is the real talk that every high-achieving woman should know about about their purpose, their passion, their professions, relationships, behaviors that are not addressed from the past hurts and how to know what the habits are to create a space for forgiveness and to create confidence that they need to get their full potential out of life. Yes, that was a mouthful. <laughs> so, welcome, 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 and we have a great guest today. And I want Alana um, to interest Alana Lapari. Am I saying it right? Is that yes, correct?
1: Yes, Alona Lapari. Le- oh, it. I got it. All
0: right. See, welcome. And could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yes, so first of all, Edna, thank you so much for having me on your show. I love the purpose of this show. I think I have a lot to share. Um, So I am a business strategist and um, I help service providers with positioning themselves in the online world um, as the expert that they are with their um, marketing strategy and sales coaching conversation and their high ticket offers. Uh, but before I became a business strategist, I was an unfulfilled corporate employee for the last 15 years. Before I made the pivot to the online world, so I was the typical unfulfilled corporate executive, and I saw no future in the company I was working for, so I was looking for a new direction. So that's how I tapped into the coaching world, and I started doing executive coaching. I did some career coaching for women that were looking for unfulfilling careers. And then for the last two, three years, I've been positioned as a business strategist since I've been able to scale my own business to over seven figures at this point.
0: Wonderful. That is terrific. Now, you said um, that you pivoted. Did you have to know that you needed to pivot?
1: It started to become apparent because I was at my company for a long time so I felt that due to the culture of the company or the corporation changing, um, I didn't see a future then anymore and I think I, I also i am that high achiever person that is climbing, was climbing the corporate ladder and when I um, saw no future it just became apparent that I need to look for a new direction. But obviously, at that point, I wasn't really sure what that was going to be. So that's how I started going into the spiritual and self-development world to figure out, you know, what my next step was going to be. So I would say intuitively, it it started to come slowly that I needed to make a change. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: And, And what feelings did that bring up to surface for you?
1: Oh wow, lots of feelings, confusion, uncertainty. Because I was, um, I was in this company for many years. I had tied my identity to my work and the role that I had there. So um, I almost had an identity crisis after I was about (laughs) to figure out what my next step was going to be because I didn't see myself beyond those roles that I had earned. The I guess, the respect of the team that I built and, and the people I was working with. So one of the feelings I remember the most is a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of like this loss feeling. You talked about that at the beginning of your show, but it feels like, you know, there's a loss. There's like the past, it's over, and now I had to figure out a new direction. So it's almost I had to re, re give rebirth to my future self and however, that was going to look like at that point, it was very, very confusing. So I would say those were some of the major feelings that I felt at that time. So
0: total sure. confusion. Yeah. Um, when we, And you know this, when we're working with our clients, there is some confusion about a lot of things. And I like what you said about role identity. Can you talk about that role identity? Because I believe a lot of female entrepreneurs go through this and it sometimes has to do with, you know, like changing, you know, whether it be careers, professions, even business ideas, you know, um, it, it, the ideas seem to change and morph. Can we talk about that identity um, crisis?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. And I, I definitely see this in my practice as well with my clients that, um, I think if we don't really work on ourselves, and start detaching ourselves and who we really are as a human being from the work we do, we always will get into this um, this identity um, crisis, so to speak, or shift, because we we don't see the the difference between you know your business, your work, your growth, or even as women, as 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 other roles that we, all the other hats we wear as a parent, oh, as yeah. a
0: partner, mm-hmm.
1: you know, this can extend in everything and anything. It's not just professional. Uh, but I think if we don't self-develop, and that's where I have to do the most development, um, if we don't self-develop to figure out internally who we really are and what our purpose is. Um, we have to start detaching our roles from our personality. We're two different human beings and that takes work. That takes a lot of inner work for sure. It's not an overnight process, but I think this is where the, the beginning for me was at least for sure. And a lot of the clients that I help, it's kind of like realizing, you know, how to undo a lot of the things that were done maybe as kids in my, yeah, in my case, I was always praised, especially by my father for being a high achiever. So that, that was always part of my identity. So I always thought that that's, that's how I would get love. If Mm -hmm. I didn't achieve, then, you know, I, I wouldn't be loved. I wouldn't be worth anything. So I had to really go in deep and, and heal myself through those, those things um, and really, you know, become clear about why am I doing, what am I doing, what I'm doing? Is it because I'm feeling this need or is it because, you know, it's really fulfilling me to the next level of the things that I want to do? So yeah, I think it's closely connected for sure. And it takes lots of inner work to start detaching yourself from all the other roles that we have as women.
0: Oh, that's, that's great stuff there because, I get what you're saying. And it's very important that we, we get so attached to the roles. Cause I, I know with working with my clientele, I'll ask them, describe yourself. And they'll say, I'm a mother. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll attach all these roles to them. And then I'm like, okay, but I said, describe yourself, not your roles. And they were like, what? (laughs) So it's, it's, it's important to know that you're, we're, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like you, we're we're very we're many layers. We are many layers, and they all work together, you know. And it's important to know that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of us, unless we develop ourselves or do the self work, we we see, you know, we attach our work to it. I think that's why we keep, you know, we keep it around because, especially as moms, right? I mean, I, I've I've done. Many, you know, I've had a lot of work to do on the parenting side as well, because a lot of things I would do for my kids is because, you know, I needed to maybe enable them or do things for them. Because if I didn't do that for them, then I was not going to be a good parent. So I think a lot of times we we wear it as a shield of a batch of kind of protection from really seeing ourselves for what we really are. Ah,
0: excellent. Yeah. that makes great sense. I mean, that's important for um a lot of women because um I've even heard the statement I'm living uh my you know, through my children, you know, I so I have to make sure, you know, that they're um doing all the things that I wouldn't do, you know, you know, that I didn't get the chance to do. Um and we forget about ourselves. Can we talk about like how do we come back into ourselves? Um, as women um, who are in business,
1: yeah, I think it's a, it's back to your practices. I would swear for for my habits that I built over the years. The first thing that made a, such a huge difference for me was meditation. And yeah. This is this is where. I started this journey of meditation and really sitting with myself. And of course, it was awkward at the beginning. It's a process. It's a new practice. Right. But the more you do it, the more you kind of start feeling, getting in touch with your inner self and your intuition, which now in business, I've learned that it's one of my best skills and it can definitely be sharpened. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's um, what I would say. That would be the first thing that I personally Um, would tell other people, and that has helped me tremendously. So the more I started getting quiet and trying to hear my inner self and what did I want out of life, you know, what were my goals, and and kind of wash away from what society wanted me to do, parenting, you know, people in my life, um, try to unlayer a lot of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where it starts, Having a a spiritual practice for sure. I think this is a must-have. It's not something we do occasionally. Right. Whether, like I said, for some people it could be yoga. Uh, for some people it can be meditation. Some people do journaling. I'm also a very high believer in journaling, um, because the journaling really channels your thoughts and and really gets to those those feelings and the things that might be blocking us and and really taps into those desires that sometimes we don't even say out loud because we might have other fears um that show up so i would say you know these three practices are powerful for sure but meditation and journaling are the go-to and really coming up with a daily practice. These should be habits, not just things that we do once in a while. Right. And then it's a process. It's a process. You know, some yeah. days are better than others. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no yeah, magic. Absolutely. There's no um, magic pill to self-growth. Um, right. But you're definitely starting the process towards the the healing, which I think is the most important thing. Absolutely. And a lot of the times it's not about learning new things, it's about unlearning.
0: Unlearning. You got that right. You absolutely have that right. Uh, Unlearning things that, you know, you've kept in your mind, even subconsciously, you're like, oh, I didn't know I agreed to that, you know, but you, you, you did agree to it, you know, unbeknownst to you. And like you explained about like how, your father praised you because you were an overachiever um and you kind of related to that that to love you know, and that's where we get kind of lost or get you know we get under all of that stuff you know the real us gets under all of that stuff, and we have to kind of unearth that that's really a great point. I know when I started meditation, it was very difficult <laughs> you know about I started about uh two thousand and and it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Um, but it was, well, I wouldn't say difficult. Let me just say challenging because I wanted to, to make a change. So, you know, all of it has to do with your, with choice, because I hear from you, you had, you made a choice to say, you know, I need to grow from this. I need to switch from that. What's the biggest challenge you have with your specific role right now? And how are you going to, How have you overcome it?
1: Um, I mean, as far as um, the self-growth part, since we're talking about this topic in business, I think business and self-development are one thing. It's not one thing or another. That's every right. Level, yes. Mm-hmm. Every level you go into um, in your business, every new goal you set, every new strategy you try, everything that's new is always start stirring up more work and a mm-hmm. lot of time <laughs> you know i i always say it's like oh my jesus this is ever going to you know end? But yes it's not the right way to think about it yeah because it's a process so right. every new layer as much as you think you've done work you know on yourself every new layer every new goal everything i work mostly with people that are scaling to high ticket and you know, I got six seven figures so you know you you really show see those those feelings of limitation and and you know not worth um, and money limitations because they show up every time you're trying to play a bigger game you're you're going to have to deal with all these things i would say it's an ongoing challenge right but i have learned to love it i feel like where my fear goes nowadays it's where i need to be and it's become that um, that kind of like challenge that I constantly know that that's how I know I'm growing pretty much if I'm comfortable then I'm like okay I've already figured this out right I need to you know figure out the next step and I just go towards fear you just learn to live with it it's oh yeah a state of being rather than fighting it because in order for me to build the vision that I have um, I have to go through the journey and the process yeah. so I would say that's would be the ongoing daily challenge of constantly overcoming my limitations and figuring out what my potential is. And I'm sure in this lifetime, I will never, you know, reach it, Mm -hmm. but I am in the attempt of constantly growing and getting to, you know, growing through the journey. And that's why I love business because it's, it's the only thing I've, I've, you know, um, I've known so far to be able to, um, really, grow you through the process Mm -hmm. as well as while you make an impact doing it. Right,
0: exactly. And um, it's great to know our strengths and our weaknesses and, as you said, our fears as well. And we know that this this part of the journey in entrepreneurship, small business, executives, you know, changing careers, everything's not going to be peaches and cream. And, you know, it, it you know we don't want to feel make it feel comfortable we want to make it feel real what is the biggest failure th- that you had this year and it, could you share with the audience how you overcame it because we are going to face some failures and we are we need to be comfortable with it as you said
1: yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's failures are part of the journey. I mean, if with every you know, new idea that I have or new vision for the business, nothing happens like magic. Right. Even though <laughs> you know I've been in in doing this for many years, and I would say I know the strategies, and I teach my clients strategies. But every new level, it'll require you falling on your <laughs> butt. Yes. <laughs> and, learning, and learning how to get up. I mean, at this point, it becomes one of those things. I mean. I would say failed launches. Maybe I had set up a launch for one of my programs. And, you know, it's not a lot of turnout. You hear crickets. So you have to go, yes. back go back to the drawing table and figure <laughs> out, okay, yeah, it was a new program. So obviously that makes sense because I was testing the market mm-hmm. uh, with it. But, yeah, I think maybe a lot of people could relate to this. It's like, you know, you you start introducing something you're very excited about it because you think it's going to really serve and meet a need. And you don't hear the feedback that you want back, but you have to keep going and keep tweaking the process until you you, you tweak that message so that your ideal audience understands. But yeah, failures is every day. You, I mean, I, I I don't even like that term honestly because it's a you know it's it's lessons to me. It's all lessons. Okay, what did I learn from there? Yeah. I went in and tweaked my messaging, and actually the next time around. I was able to do better, and I, w- I was able to achieve the goals of my loans that I had set. So, you know, it's it's really learning, learning, a lot of learning. You know, if you don't love learning, entrepreneurship is... Not, know, for, you. Yeah,
0: not <laughs> for you.
1: Not for you.
0: It is so, so true.
1: Learning and growing,
0: I think sure. that we're on the same page as far as, you know, you, you get a great idea, you know. Um, and um, in my business, I also am working with, um, you know, someone who's doing marketing and helping me scale my business up to the point that I'm gonna be moving and, and um, moving to a better, you know, not better place, but a place I wanna be for the for the summer for the winter time instead of being in New York for this to the winter time. So I think that that is so important to um to look at is that yeah, we, we're going to have some failures, but in the failure there's a lesson. And we have to come to grips with that really have to come to grips, you know, like you said with the, um, with the, 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 the new programs, you put them out and I'm like crickets, (laughs) you know, like crickets, like what is going on? I thought it was a great idea. You know, I really thought it was a great idea, but you know, um, we have to learn from them. Okay. We have to tweak what we did. And that's, that's important. Now, how? when did the entrepreneurial bug, like, really hit you? Was it in your, you know, when you were younger? When did it, the entrepreneurial bug bite you?
1: Um, I would say when I went on in my own business. I, I would say I had no idea that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But because I built someone else's vision for all those years, yeah. I just had to challenge myself. So that's what drove me at that moment in time. I said, you know what, I'm going to try... To put all the bets on me and see how this goes because i want to see if i can do my own thing and a lot of the things that i had learned on my experience i was always very vision driven mm-hmm. which is why i was very fulfilled for many years until i wasn't anymore at my corporation because it's a big corporation it's a vision focused corporation it's a vision a mission and our roles were about driving that forward so i, I only knew that much that i was actually very driven towards that. So I said, you know what? I will build my own vision. So that's what initially got me started. But once I got into the whole, the nitty and gritty of building a business, I Mm -hmm. realized that I'm very business-minded, very, you know, um, strategic. I'm high intuition. So a lot of the things that I didn't know about myself start showing up. So I honestly discovered new strengths and new skills that I didn't know I had in me. So I fell in love with it because of the freedom and the flexibility. I always say as entrepreneurs, we have location freedom. With online yeah, positions. that's great. We that's really great. Mental, we don't have mental freedom. So <laughs> that's, that's the other part. So I would say I learned along the journey. And now I, I, I see a lot of skills in myself that in a way, if I didn't start something, I would probably have never figured it out. I would just settled for you know, being an employee again somewhere else, but I'm glad I did because, you know, I've been able to build something really massive and it's only, you know, um, and and you can only make the impact that you can with your own business uh, and and not, you know, somewhere else because you always will have ceilings and limitations in other places. So I think this is the part that attracts me the most or something that I have discovered.
0: Okay, great. Now, um, w- I know that you have some things on the horizon, so share with us and the audience what you have on the horizon coming up and how they can get involved.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for allowing uh, the space for me to do so. I actually have a book, my first book that just came out a few days ago.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: Congratulations. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's connecting the vision backwards, and my why for this book was really to put all my experience together in leadership in business and in life personal life um and really um you know put it together in a book for other mission driven entrepreneurs that would like to start something or would like to build something um that's mission driven and oriented so the book is available on Amazon. So it's called "Connecting the Vision Backwards." So that's the most nice. recent, um, the most recent thing I have going on. And I'm always um, showing up in my Facebook group, "Grow Your Badass Business with a High Ticket Offer," and that's where I give lots of content and and strategies and things like that to help people scale their um, service providers, scale their um, mission-driven businesses to. To the next level so they can, uh, you know, they can serve a higher mission. So those who I would say would be two of the things that um, I have going on right now.
0: Oh, nice. So um, audience, you hear that she's got these great things. She's got a great group going on. Um, Repeat the the group name again.
1: The group is on Facebook. It's called Grow Your Badass Business with a High Ticket Offer.
0: Wow. Excellent. And your book. Is on Amazon, right?
1: Yep, it's available on Amazon, Connecting the Vision Backwards.
0: And audience, I want you to go there, check it out. Um, and I'm going to go there and check both of them out and, 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 and give us some feedback. She would like, I'm sure she would like some feedback on that. All right, so okay. I have a funny thing for you now. What is your favorite word, no matter what it is?
1: Oh, badass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, badass is part of my branding. It's always attracted me, especially in entrepreneurship, because someone that's badass to me is someone that defies all their limitations and created something massive to serve humanity, because I'm also very mission driven. So, yeah, badass for sure.
0: Okay. And we'll have another funny, you know, just to learn more about you. Alana what is your favorite sound or noise oh uh rain for sure
1: okay. rain on the ground it's the best
0: oh okay <laughs> so I guess you you love to sleep and be calm right
1: that's where I found myself the first floor
0: yes okay <laughs> that is perfect so with, Do you have any last parting words for the audience to encourage them, to inspire them?
1: Yeah, I would just say for people to go after their dreams, um, you know, and don't be afraid to, to fail. You know, as we spoke before, don't be afraid to fail. Um, it's all learning, you know, as long as they're heading towards their purpose and figuring out, you know, how... And they make an impact in the world, but they're in the right direction. I always say that everything's an experience, nothing is wasted. and yes. Everything um, is serving you for that next version that you'll be coming in the future. So chase your dreams, don't listen to your fears, but develop your courage, be persistent, be determined, you know, build those habits and you'll achieve anything that you ever set your mind to. That's my other favorite quote anything you set your mind to you can always achieve so that's my personal affirmation. so i'd like to leave your audience with that edna
0: uh, that is wonderful i appreciate that well alana i lapari i really appreciate you with your your business badass. what
1: badass mission driven entrepreneurs
0: bad <laughs> I, that's all i remember is badass that's all i'm gonna remember Badass. And we all women who are in business are all badasses. So I want you to look her up, you know, join her group and, you know, um, read her book, you know, audience. Um, And I thank you, Alana, for being here. I'm going to say goodbye to you all. And I want you to subscribe, like, and hit the little bell on top and actually get every episode of Keeping It Real on Purpose. Bye for now.
1: Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.